Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Stancy and Romaran doing stuff uh, the OG way. We haven't hey. done oh, this yeah. na, in a very long time. Uh, I think we've done this like last year or something. Camus was out. Chino wasn't on yet. Right. So I'm sure it's happened we recently at than your you think. place, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tama, tama, tama. yeah where else would we, would we record? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I don't know. As of the last couple uh, of years, right? Yeah, so we haven't really done this in about a year, I guess. And this week's episode is unconventional. It's uh, uh it, it, it's an episode about two guys that you probably see a lot but don't hear a lot from. Mm. So we're gonna be putting the spotlight on the Del Rosario brothers, Matt and Mao. You see them a lot at PWR shows doing all sorts of things, mostly putting us over. So mm. for that, we are eternally grateful. And we'll get to know their origin stories, how they got into wrestling, how they got into PWR, how they uh Became part of the scene And now How they're being booked Internationally uh, And uh, also How they were ha- They had to Accommodate some certain requests From a certain Power hungry dictator Yeah So yeah. we'll get into All of that In this week's episode Which we're recording Right here at Podcast Network Asia So proud to be part Of this family uh, There's actually A meetup next week On October 30 So for anyone Who's ever been Into podcasts mm, uh, you, can, uh, you can join us here At Podcast Network Asia It's at our studio Where we record Which yep. is at We Remote Coworking Philippines So yeah, if you're curious About where we record Our podcast And uh, how, if you wanted to see The cool new setup That we had Since moving here it's uh, it's your chance to go see it for yourself when you go to this uh, meetup. Yeah, it's going to be on Wednesday, October 30 at 7 p.m. It's open for everybody, food and drinks on PNA, and you get to meet everybody. So uh, the lineup of podcasts we have under the umbrella, you've got The Eavesdrop featuring Jelly, Delamar, Monica Francesca, and produced by Jude Rocha, basically an RX outfit at this point, I, mm-hmm. I guess, like, yeah. you know, uh, uh-huh. RX alumni. Uh, you've got The Halo Halo Show with current RX jocks, Rika and JC. You've got our CEO, Ronster, on uh, Hustle Share. Uh, you've also got Joe, uh, who is now with Jam 88.3. She's uh, hosting everything in between. You've got the guys from Comedy Manila, Nonong Balina and hey. GB Labrador and James Karaan with Cool Pals. Cool and Pals. You've got Iris, Yudis, uh, Natalie, Martin, and Athena on Kudazers. Uh-huh. So that's the lineup right now. Of course, there's us. Yeah. So we'll all get to meet them probably for the first time on Wednesday. So if you want to be part of that too, please join us here at We Remote Coworking Philippines for the Podcast Network Asia Meetup. I don't, I don't think it's a Halloween party. So if, if you got that idea because of the date, 
uh, I think we're all coming in normal clothes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I can probably dress up as a Pogo employee any, uh, you know, like <laughs> on a normal day. Hanapa ka ng passport. Then, you know, so may malaki yung bug. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, you have, to, you have to dress up as a hype beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress up as a hype beast in my yeah. backpack. You got the shoes part down, though. I've got the shoes part down. Thank you, thank you. So there. Uh, that's happening next week. All right, uh, let's talk about some other stuff that went on in the world of wrestling this week. And I want to start with WWE 2K20. So it dropped noon Tuesday and I got my review copy on the same day, which is kind of late now when you think about it. Because uh. normally review copies are sent out like a week before. And honestly, seeing and reading all the honest reviews before playing the game does color your perception of the game. Mm. I, I will be honest with that. But what I'll also be upfront about is the fact that it really is a far cry from the previous iterations of the game. Uh. Uh, I, I've been taking pictures of the character models and I, I hate how they have the same derpy expression. But it's only the character selection screen though, right? No, not no? even. Even, even yung, uh gameplay mismo. Like okay. the hair is so spaghetti-like in okay. the worst way. Uh, watching the game play out, whether it's a cutscene or whether it's the gameplay mismo, it reminds me of my Xbox days right. when I would play WrestleMania 21. That was a good 14 years ago. Okay. So I didn't know you had an Xbox. I was, like, make, I was an Xbox makes you, makes you one of the uh, rare people in the Philippines who own an Xbox. Uh, that's because my Lola gave me an Xbox instead of a PS2. Okay. It was in the US at the time. So, uh, yeah, the, the graphics are so far behind. And then the glitches, ramdam ko siya. I mean, like, sobrang exad yung mga glitch videos that are onla- online. Like, you know, the one where the referee is giving Charlotte the business. Mm, and that, that's the, pretty viral the, the right spinny, now. The spinny glitch thing. Yes. Uh, yung parang giant swing na talagang uh, umikot-ikot ka na sa ringside. Uh, so, you know, yun medyo exad siya. I haven't experienced those yet. But I've experienced not being able to pull off basic moves. Like what? Reversals. Why? Uh, well, I am a register. Like it won't let me do the reversal. Oh, so you're pressing the buttons, and then it's not at, at the queue. Yeah, oh, that's weird. So you, you normally get queued. Okay, press the reversal. Uh, you're also. Um, I I tried playing 2K Showcase today, mm. and I couldn't even get past like match number two because I couldn't do basic ground submissions, which were part of the fucking objectives. Uh, so nakabura cha, nakabura in considering and dali dali na lang nung difficulty ko. I just the, finish. No, it's, it's a good thing that you got the game for free because uh, I can't imagine having to spend what two thousand something pesos on it. Standard edition, yeah. edition is three one ninety. Oh SRP. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, I I agree with you there. I I really feel bad for everybody who went out and bought the copy again yeah. again. Uh, uh, shout out to our. Uh, AEW reviewer Nico who had to buy the game on day one yeah <laughs> uh, I, I could feel his disappointment when he was ranting to us about it um, and and we know what happened naman with 2K and Yuke's uh, mm. ending their arrangement and their business relationship with 2K pero yun yung problem eh, when you have a franchise that has to meet a deadline a very strict deadline year after year after year so I'm not sure how they plan to fix that. There hasn't been a day one patch. If there, pa? really? If there was, I probably downloaded oh, no, it that with the game. Probably, yeah, you probably download, downloaded that with the game because it's what seventy plus gigs. Yes, yeah, seventy two gigs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay, if if you were uh, tasked with fixing two K twenty or two K twenty one as it may, because the game na to, right? And you, you gotta look forward to the next year's. Uh, Edition, which old game would you resurrect as you know as a as a uh, as a as an engine kumaga for the next game? You know, honestly, I would go with Here Comes the Pain, but like okay. Here Comes the Pain is a classic, mm. and it's a classic for a good reason. Like it, it was very smooth for its time. Yeah, it was. And even the character models, 
ng Here Comes the Pain are kind of better than the way. Oh yeah, the, actually they were pretty realistic. Eh? Uh, for, for for PS2 graphics, diba? For PS2 graphics, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not sure if sobren disappointing siya because PS4 is such a uh, such a step up compared to PS2. That was ganyan kinalabasan ng 2K20. Mm. Uh, but remembering Here Comes the Pain, and you can easily Google this. Um, it, it looked really dope for uh, its time. It was, uh, so I would probably still go for Here Comes the Pain. But I guess for recent games, as recently as 18. Okay. 2K17, 2K18, they were fine. Okay. I I appreciated how they really stepped up the roster game. And this year, naman expansive siya. I mean, there aren't any glaring omissions, unlike last year, which didn't have Tommaso Ciampa and Nikki Cross uh-huh. for some reason. Not even as DLC. Not even as DLC. Okay. Yeah. This year, parang wala kang maisip na na ah, oh, but wala tong wrestler na to. If anything, you'll think to yourself, oh, this guy's still hired. Yeah. Like the Hardy Boys are there. I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't realize Hardy Boys were still in the company. Yeah, they are. Uh, they just, uh, well, Jeff just got arrested again. Right? Again. So uh, Matt is uh, sidelined for injury reasons, I think. So yeah. they're still there. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, they were just in there just to round out the whole roster. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I don't mind the man. Ganun ka laking roster. I just wish na they didn't all look derpy. Um, mm. In the ring, medyo nagbabago naman yung facial expressions. Yun, pero yeah. may yeah, mga... so that's why I mentioned na uh, sa character selections ng ano, nagmumukhang derpy. Um, may konting variation sa expression nila when they're, when they're wrestling. Right. Konti lang. Hindi okay. sa tulad nung last oh. year na ramdam mo. Na uh, expressive. Yeah. Even the commentary actually uh, is, is kind of glitchy. The audio in general. Like, uh, there's um, the first match in 2K Showcase na it starts off sobrang silent. Naririnig mo lang yung bumps and the moves. Okay, that's weird. And then like one-fourth into the match, you know, the crowd starts uh, coming alive. So, yung, yung mga silent glitch, or not silent, uh, small glitches na yun, when they build up, it really leads to yung dissatis- uh, dissatisfying feeling. Okay. So there's that. Uh, that's the quick uh, podcast review of 2K20. You'll probably get a more detailed one on Smart Henry in the next probably week or so. You don't need to go into all that detail because it, it's already broken on its face, right? True, true. Alright, uh, let's talk about some other stuff that went on in the world of wrestling and let's talk about Shorty G. Alright, um, last week, on uh, last week's episode of SmackDown, uh, what, was origi- what was already Shorty Gable was further shortened to Shorty G and the guy behind it, Chad, uh, whatever his real name is, has pretty much owned the gimmick. And uh, to me, okay, this is going to be a bit of a hot take, but... Despite all good taste, despite all uh, feelings one might have for uh, the company belittling a guy, no pun intended, belittling a guy who is doing his best and kicking ass in the ring, and despite his height, right? Uh, Despite all that, I am actually for the Shorty G name. it's, It's weird because it's so offensive. In a in a super bullying way, but I like it because it it makes me it makes him stand out a little more. How? Because it's okay, um his name original his original name is Chad Gable. Yeah, and that is obviously something that came out of the NXT name machine. Yeah, kahit uh, may backstory pa yan. Kahit it, kahit, even if it's a reference to an American wrestler. Well, it's close to his real name, which is Charles. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, the Gable part is a uh, is a reference to an American wrestler, uh, Olympian, and uh, Shorty G by itself is so different. It's so stupid. Uh, it sticks out, and even if it's in a bad way, it still sticks out. 
when I hear Shorty G, I think of Slam Master J. Yeah, sure, okay. That was a really uh, bad ring. Name. It was it was really bad. Yes, pero that at least wasn't trying to be offensive. It was just really corny. Mm. It's all hell. But I don't know. It, it's it's easier for me to remember a guy called Shorty G than a guy called Chad Gable. It's weird because we grew up in a time of Chris Benoit's, Eddie Guerrero's, Dean Malenko's, every Randy Orton's even. Everyone who's been doing uh, this thing with using uh, normal names, kumbaga. They're real names. Not even real. I mean, John Cena is a real name. Randy uh, Orton's a real name. Dean Malenko is a real name. Um, uh, I mean, these things are just uh, they, they were normal, yes. Pero I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess it helps. It it helps me remember that Shorty G is someone who is being given focus by the company even if it's in a bad way even if it's in a really stupid way now they beat you over the head with hey did we forget to remind you that he's short yeah 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 even if it's all that it's alam mo yung alam mo pa rin na pinagtutunan pa rin siya ng pansin you know I mean it's I, I, I can't I don't know I, I'm trying to explain it I'm trying to explain it the best way I can and all I'm all I'm seeing here is that the more they go with it week by week, week after week. The more it's gonna stick with everyone, and the more it's gonna be okay because uh, Shorty G, the guy, the wrestler himself, will be putting out uh, really good matches, no matter who he is in there with. And we've seen that. See, the thing with uh, the name itself, and this is gonna be a bit meta here, uh. is I at least appreciate that the character uh, is is owning the narrative. Yeah, that, go, that goes a long way as well. That goes a really long way in my acceptance of it. You say if he gave a half-assed promo, uh, declaring himself Shorty G, na he's really not into it. I wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have this reaction right now. Yeah, I I, I think it goes well. I I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm actually defending them here. Now, um, one of the ways that a bully victim stands up and overcomes Uh it is by taking ownership and control of the narrative. It's kind of like the N-word, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. 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 So, like, when when Chad Gable does it and says, yeah, I am short. Diba? I am Shorty G. Di parang nawawalan ng power yung insult na yun. And that's the message they're trying to tell. I guess it's the message they're trying to tell. Obviously, I, I think, yeah, you're right. In, in a way, that's the intention that they want you to accept the name because the guy is owning it. Yeah. Or to, uh, like, if, if there's a deficiency in uh, you or, or uh, an imperfection or a deformity or whatever. Na, yeah, you, you own it, you accept it. O tapos... Can, uh, yeah. can I be a great wrestler even though I'm short? I, I, I get the message. I get it. I, guess, I just wish it wasn't that corny. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's defensible either. I, I think it's indefensible. I'm just saying that uh, despite it being indefensible, it does its job of being more memorable than just Chad Gable. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, so uh, the thing is, um, the good thing I think is that moving forward, Shorty G is still uh, going to be in line for some prime spots on SmackDown, um, even if it's just in the mid card. I think it's pretty clear that because there's so much hubbub about his name change and how stupid it is, you you know, yes, and I'm going to pansen. He is going to get some real opportunities. Uh, he, I mean, this guy was the runner-up for King of the Ring. Yeah. yeah but that's saying something, I think. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been a huge fan of Chad Gable since like 2015, 2016 when American Alpha rose through the ranks on NXT. Mm-hmm. So uh, as long as the guy stays on my TV screen sure. and he's making his money, then you know I'm happy, mm-hmm. right? That's true. Speaking of money, if you want to uh, make some money right now and be able to put yourself out there, get yourself over, one way to do that is through Kumu. And we've yes. talked about Kumu on the podcast so many times. tons of times. It's a powerful live stream platform that prioritizes the voices of over 100 million Filipinos all around the world. And if you want to earn money through Kumu and get yourself over, all you have to do is turn on your camera, be yourself, and go live. It's that easy. Viewers can even send you animated gifts, which in turn can be converted into real cash. Now, for more information, you can check out kumu.ph or download the Kumu app available on the App Store and on Google Play. Right. Got one more thing to talk about before we get to the De Rosario brothers, and that is that heel turn on NXT. Oh, yeah. Uh, happened earlier this uh, earlier today, Yeah, right? Um, Finn Balor reports. has embraced the dark side. Oh, uh, I saw a take on Twitter saying that they could, it could have been the Undisputed Era versus, you know, three, three more random guys because Roddy Strong is still feuding with, uh, with Keith Lee and the Djokovic, right? Yeah. And uh, it's much more interesting now that what was supposed to be the three guys is now one other guy feuding with the other two guys, and uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen sorry about that we haven't seen Finn Balor be heel in WWE. No, we haven't. Uh, yeah, uh, this is fresh. I like it, and I think it's great because it opens the door for an OC crossover. I think it was a little bit of an overreaction on something, maybe. Uh, Maybe AEW crushing them in the ratings. Parang masyado siyang uh, knee jerk for me. Really? Yeah, I think there's a there's a bit of a knee jerk uh, nature when it comes to this particular decision. See, but I I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that it seems to be uh, it seems to be too sudden. I don't think so because no. he's been talking about the future being his past. Right. So nuuna the connotation oh, was yeah, yeah. NXT. Right. But now the future Clearly, being his past is Bullet him Club, being right. David. Yeah. yeah. From from the Bullet Club era. And I don't know if this means that he'll reform the Bullet Club or you know, he'll recruit Gallows, Anderson, and AJ to join him on NXT or something. Uh, but you know, I, I think it's very fresh because um, especially in NXT, na, a lot of them are fin size. Uh-huh. Having a heel or another heel na, uh, size, niya, I, I guess it legitimizes them by his threats. Do you think he's going to take control of the UE? I don't think so. Because... They did that thing in the end, right? They 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 nodded at each other. Yeah, but they didn't do the same gang sign. All right. What so it, so Balor did the Bullet Club gang sign. Of course, of course. Yeah, uh, and the UE did the UE gang sign. So. Uh, but Adam Cole was former Bullet Club though. Yeah, but O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong were not. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think so. If anything, I would like this to eventually lead to a gang war. Uh, it. Uh, so you got two heel factions, and then what? What else? Uh, I don't know. Um, team uh, NXT, sina Gargano and Champa. A loose collection of baby faces. Yeah, uh, parang ano, parang uh, Taguchi Japan. Mm. It's a loose collection of baby right, faces. Right. So Gargano and Champa, I can't believe Champa's baby face now. Uh, but, you know, uh, they can form that collection of good guys. Right, right. So there, uh, I I like it. I like the Finn Balor heel yeah. turn. I like how uh, it took me by surprise. Uh, I think it took everyone by surprise because nobody nobody was expecting uh, Finn to turn at yeah. all. Ang ganda rin nung, ano, the movement of it all. Like he took one step forward as if to say, I am going to fight alongside these guys. Mm. It's like Pele Kikamputa. Uh, 
So that's pretty uh, pretty but, uh, unique. No, I, I guess I'm wondering now how it all leads back to the NXT Championship. Uh, well, the the only way I see it working out is everybody is after their own self interest. Right. So okay. I'm, I'm all right. The only way I can explain this is Finn trying to eliminate all the other competition for the title, which actually makes sense. Uh, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this leads to a four-way now that yeah. Gargano is involved. Oh, pala, may Gargano pala. Yeah, so... Right, right, right. This should be fun. Right. This should be a lot of fun moving forward. Right. Uh, let's get to some more fun here on this week's episode of the podcast. I believe this is episode 296. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes, it is. We've got the Del Rosario brothers coming up, and they've got a lot of stories, and they'll tell you their secrets about how you can get yourself over even if you're just a media guy. <laughs> or not, not just a media guy. Even if you're the media guys in PWR. Uh-huh. This is the first time we're doing this on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And when I say this, it's get a guest who actually requested to get on the podcast. Mm. Well, no, to be fair, there are other guests who have requested to get on the podcast. But they haven't been able to because of schedule and all that. But I think this is the first time that you wish na Right, right. And immediately as well. Mm. Yeah. So um, in... in Almost 300 episodes of the podcast, we haven't really featured a lot of the people who work behind the scenes of PWR. Yeah. But when we talk about these next guests, they're actually people you see a whole lot. In fact, when the matches happen, they're probably among the faces you commonly see. And if you watch oh, Full yeah. Match Fridays or any clip in PWR for that matter, you're likely to get a glimpse of them uh, in, in some form or fashion. Nor so, if, even if you sit ringside. Yeah, uh, yeah, or not even ringside. But so you come to a PWR show, you're probably going to see them uh, roving around the ring and taking video and photos of the match. Yeah, and that's just one of the many hats that they wear for PWR. So let's welcome. Uh, I, I don't even know your official designations anymore. Oh, what, what is your? How do we uh, dress? Actually, you that's a good question yeah. because we do a lot, a lot <laughs> of things. Mostly, it's just as media. Ah, media. Yeah. All yeah. right, let's welcome the official media team of Philippine Wrestling Revolution, the Del Rosario brothers, Matt and Mao. Hey guys. Please, uh, please identify each of yourselves. Uh, All right. So um, this is Matt. Hey. And this is Mao. Hey. Yeah, you know what? Even doing that is kind of hard because their voices sound so oh, alike. Right. That's okay. <laughs> well, we can see them. I can see Actually, them. Actually, there was this them. time when we were kids. We did like a, a short video uh-huh. and we did like an animation video. And yeah. when we listened to it back, we couldn't tell which one of which <laughs> was us who voiced it because mm-hmm. we have like really similar voices. So. Yeah, let's remind you guys not to do a podcast. That's huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. You just got to switch up the way you talk somehow. Some way, somehow. Yeah, so it's Matt and Mao. They're obviously brothers. Matt is the older one. Yep. Um, h- how many years are you older than Mao? Um, I'm older by one and a half. One and a half lang? Yeah, yep. one and a half years. I would not have figured. <laughs> so uh, Matt and Mao Del Rosario, you guys have been with PWR since what, 2015? 2015. We got on board uh, Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance 2015. That's a good. That's yep. a good thing to bring up because uh, you guys got on board in an awesome way, I think. Mm-hmm. So can you? Now that we've brought it up, uh, can you guys tell us the story of how exactly you got officially on board with PWR? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess um, to start would be how did we find PWR? Yeah, yeah. So there was this time that I was just browsing Facebook and mm-hmm. I decided to search for Are there any Philippine wrestling community groups? Yeah. I now know. at this time I wasn't aware of SGP right, or right. anything like that, so I searched. Philippine Wrestling Group something yeah. like that sure, sure. and then the first thing that pops out is Philippine Wrestling Revolution right. so I gave it a click and then I was thinking oh there, this looks like a wrestling promotion mm-hmm. so there are guys who are doing wrestling 
I got really interested. So what I did was I looked for all the videos I could find of PWR online. So that was like the Revolution Now stuff, mm -hmm. the yep. Fit Plus show. Yes. So I looked for footage of that and I automatically got hooked. So I created this like um, intro in intro video for a PWR, like if they were a TV show. It's OBB. Yeah, yeah, basically I did my own personal OBB. I'd never seen a show. I didn't even know who the wrestlers <laughs> were. But I was just super hyped that, wow, we got this in the Philippines. So I made that, posted it online, and then uh, we started to look for when the first show was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So actually we were supposed to go to the first shows, but we kept forgetting. So, <laughs> okay. so, like we so would just remember it. This is before uh, Renaissance 2014 yeah. happened. And then yeah. this is just right after. Our... Our first show that we actually got to go to was Revolution X. 2015. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. What an introduction to PWR. The very oh, first yeah. one. Wow. And and I probably mean that in a good way and in a bad in way. In a bad way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> very bad way. Yeah. If, you, if the first ever match you see is the shits, ooh, boy. <laughs> it's a wonder you guys stayed on. Holy right. crap. But from there, the matches only got better, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 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 It's a good Within point. Oh, uh, yeah. And you then, you know, you had the whole ride. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think we were really hooked even from, even before we were. We ever watched the show, so on our way going there, we were with um, Vlad. Yeah, Vlad Sinsik. It was the guy who the, the three of Vlad us. Sinsik. Yeah, the three of us. That was our first event. While we were going over, we were like going over the 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 bios that we could find about the wrestlers. We we're like, who's this Jake DeLeon? Who's this Bombay Suarez? So we were like brushing up on any information we could get before we got to the show. So even then, we were already hooked. And I think if you see pictures of the crowd that show, you would find um, see Vlad and then a bunch of other. Uh, future PWR stars. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's like a it's like a Where's Waldo. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you take that That's panoramic true. shot from the crowd of Revox 2015, mm -hmm. you know, future wrestler, future uh, staff member, future person affiliated with the company. So yeah, it's a fun photo to look back at. But what were your impressions of the company, given that you guys were so excited to see the show, but you'd never seen any of the actual product? Yeah, but. Um well, you know how things were back in the day in MCS. Yes, back like, in the day. Sir. Yeah, we're that. Are we that old? Five years now. So yes. yes. Yep. only back so in the like, day. Back in the day when people would pop for a headlock, people would like freak out for a suplex as though it was a four fifty. I think they still kind of do. Well, same same thing <laughs> yeah. for us. Yeah. Like when we saw like oh the the wrestling moves are happening in front of us, we yes. really we really popped for everything. I would say. So, so parang WWE show lang. Yeah. So who, who stood out to you guys? Because in your case, Matt, you were so hyped that you made your own OBB. But were there any wrestlers that stood out for one reason or another? Um, well, actually, there were three wrestlers who stood out at the time. So, of course, one was Jake DeLeon. Mm -hmm. ever, ever since, you know, that guy has something that he really just connects with the crowd. And then the other two guys are not around anymore. Okay. They did the opening match of Revolution. Oh, boy. Let's stick to Jake DeLeon. So you had, uh, yeah, you had uh, JDL as the guy who really made a mark on Yeah, you especially yep. as the first champion. That's yeah. what he left a mark on uh, us watching it. Yep, from the very first A. Yeah. Hey. So RevoX happens and then you go home, Vlad goes home with you guys, and what goes through your minds? How does that lead to Tara, let's be part of PWR? Actually, PWR just consumed our world after that. Like we wow. couldn't think about anything Amazing. else for like months. Even watching WE went down because yeah, like yeah. we were we would just talk about PWR. So then I came up with this idea. I was like, well, actually, Mao talked to me. He was like, you know what? PWR is going to be a great company. Mm -hmm. They need the best fans that they can have. Yeah. That was actually my original goal. I was like, they need to have fans who are like 
really engaging and making fan art and bringing good signs and things like that. Yeah, so we came up with this um, art page on Facebook called PW Artists. Right. So that was um, our idea there was just to post um, art and ideas for merch and stuff just to continue to hype people on mm-hmm. PWR. And then one day we get this uh, message. We get this yeah. message. I think from it was, I made a, because I had this thing going called Merchandise Mondays. And each Monday, I would make uh, like a concept art for a merchandise for one wrestler. And I think uh, I made one for uh, Ralph Imabayashi. And then one day, we got a message um, saying, hey, I'm the uh, creative director, creative director aye, of aye, okay. PWR. Okay. And he was like, he was like uh, we want to use the shirt that you made for Ralph. So can we use it? And we'll print it and we'll sell it, but we can't pay you. So he was like, would it be okay if we just gave you guys free tickets? So that's back then. We're just like, yeah, for sure. You know, we want to go to all the shows. So getting free tickets was great. And just having our stuff actually out there was really cool. And knowing that they were taking notice of us. So how long was it between uh, that first message when PWR touched base with you guys to you guys eventually getting on board with the team officially? Um, so they asked us if they could use the shirt design. And then we attended it with PWR Live. Yeah, the and very then, first PWR Live. Um, they told us to stay after the show. Okay. Because they wanted to talk to us. So after the show, um, we met with the creative director, which is um, Owell. Mr. Owell. Yeah, yeah we, can t- we can say his name. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, <laughs> so Owell uh, met with me and Mao, and he said that they really love our work, and they would want us to do the poster for Renaissance. So it was um, that PWR Live first one. That was the time that we officially became mm-hmm. on board on the team. Who's poster in Renaissance? I actually don't remember. It was I'm pretty sure you know who it is. You just blocked it out of your memory. No, was actually, Renaissance 1 was Apocalypse. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Still yeah. blocked it out of your memory. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Renaissance 2015? As in the one yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys made, made yeah. the poster for? Yeah. 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 All right. So that was the Apocalypse poster. Mm. All right. So, so yeah. um, he also said that one of our... Uh, what's the word that he used? Like... Um, Test to see how how uh, our skills, yeah, audition, <laughs> something like that. One of our auditions was. He said, "We want you to make a logo, and the logo is for a group called the Network." Yeah, Ooh. and he was like, "It should be a networking company a logo." Networking company, and just that's all the info you need. Okay, yeah, so we came up with a few designs for the Network logo, and it's still used today. That's the same logo that we created as our audition piece yeah. for PWR. Can I ask though? I mean, like, uh, you guys were getting asked to work for free. And how did you feel about all this? Okay, um the assets, I mean getting out the skills you and they were basically uh, getting free work mm-hmm. out of you guys. Yeah. Well I think it was something that we just were super passionate about. Okay, okay. I mean just like the, the wrestlers in PWR, anyone sure. who's part of the company, you know, is there purely for passion. I mean, whether or not we're paid or not we would do it That's in a heartbeat. Fair. That's you know? fair, yeah. Okay. If you think about it, whether there was a company that was PWR or not, we would still be photoshopping wrestling. That's true. Right? Like, I have mm. all these photoshopped of, like, um, wallpapers of CM Punk, wallpapers of um, Matt Hardy, and all this stuff that I would just do for fun in my free time. So I was like, if I could do something that actually gets used and helps to further the wrestling scene, that would be great. What are the odds, though, na magkapatid kayo, tapos kayo magkalapit yung edad, and then both of you are really visually inclined? Mm. Actually, I don't know. There's something in our family. We just love art. It started, I guess, at a young age that um, our mom, to make us quiet down, she yeah. would always give us a pencil and a paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we would just be quiet no matter where we were and we would just draw. And you guys are five <coughs> brothers, right? Yeah. Yep. You guys are the youngest yeah. two. So actually, Matt and I are the biggest wrestling fans in the family. 
but back in the day when I was like, I don't know, three years old, like one of my earliest memories is our oldest Kuya. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really into wrestling back in the, the really old days. And I still remember me as like a three-year-old, he was tombstoning me on the bed. Jeez. <laughs> I think we all did, don't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> if you're the, the smallest brother, uh, you oh, take oh, all the... So so yeah, wrestling has been in our you know our family has been watching wrestling for a really long time. Like my older brothers back in the day during you know the the what do you call that era? The attitude golden? era. Golden no, no, era. Before that, before the that. Hulk Hogan, the Rock and Wrestling era. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah, so. The yeah. Hogan, yeah. And mm-hmm. then we took a break from watching after a while, and then we got back in in two thousand three. Okay. Yeah, that's when we started watching again, and ever since then, Matt and I have been like super big wrestling fans and you never had that uh, fallout period because like oh, oh yeah we've had we had fallout period yeah. it took a break yeah but I mean we were really big fans there was a time when they stopped showing it on Jack TV yes. yeah and uh-huh. then every week we would download the episodes mm. and this is back before you could like stream stuff so we would download the episodes burn it to DVDs wow and then put it on our TV so we could watch it on our TV and you guys do it together because um, I, I know that you guys actually make TV a family habit mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. true that's true yeah so these guys are also huge fans of Survivor yep. my favorite reality show yep. and mm-hmm. you guys also watch that as a family yeah, yeah. So, so shows like Survivor were like family shows and then wrestling was more like the brothers. Yeah. So the yes, brothers would get together when we would have when there would be the um, WrestleMania viewing parties. The brothers get back together and then we we go watch together. So it's always been something that's bonded us as brothers. Okay, uh, you guys were big wrestling fans growing up as kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of you went to Revo X for 2015. Mm-hmm. One became a wrestler. Did you guys want to become wrestlers too? Actually, I thought about. Well, I'm sure every wrestling fan has thought about becoming a wrestler, but. Um, for me, knowing that I'm not someone who's really athletic mm-hmm. or physically gifted, I know it's not an excuse because a lot of PWRSers started out that way. Right? Sure, sure. But if you start, you need to have the commitment to push through. Uh-huh. So assessing myself, I would say that I know that I don't have enough commitment physically to okay. be able to do that. And I didn't want to be like one of those guys who starts out halfway and gives up halfway. Wow. So I was like, I want to do something that I can be good at, that's something I can pursue and really um, excel with my skills. And I'm glad you had the self-awareness mm-hmm. to, to assess yourself <laughs> well, that yeah. way. And for me, uh, I, I don't think I wanted to be a wrestler ever since I was around. When we just started watching, Matt and I were wrestling on our bed. Yeah. And I said, Matt, monkey flip me, monkey flip me. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran at him, he monkey flipped me. I have no idea how to flip, so I ended up landing on my head, Ooh, and I yeah. like I couldn't move or breathe for a good five sec- and seconds, and I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, this is it, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was okay, and then after that, like, nope. But yeah, so not I, I to mean, me. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But more than that, we're just really happy that you know uh, one of our biggest skills is our creatives and design and all that yeah. and to be able to merge that passion with our passion for wrestling is just like the, the perfect thing but is that something you guys do as your full-time jobs oh um, graphic design yeah um no it's uh, more of a sideline like freelance work okay. for matt yeah for me because matt's a, a full-time teacher mm-hmm. yeah. what do you teach so i teach senior high i teach um english and i teach business Okay. Business. Yeah. Are you able to incorporate some wrestling stuff into Actually, your classes? Actually, I do. So there are sometimes when I talk about, especially in marketing, and I talk about branding. So yeah. then I will bring up PWR. Like, okay. how does PWR do some branding? Um, how do we reach our target audience? So flex, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about you, Mao? Uh, you're back in school, aren't you? Yep. 
Yeah, yeah but, since graduate school. Yeah, but before that, I was also in, I worked in a radio company, but mm-hmm. then I was doing the website and the the graphics, the logos and all that. So yeah, I've been doing graphics for like you know ever since I started working. So graphics, and then right now that I'm studying again, I'm doing a lot of freelance work for graphics. Yeah. So yung work that you with PWR started a lot with you know the graphics because yeah. you designed the poster, mm-hmm. you designed the logos. Um, how long did you keep doing that until you started venturing into other mm-hmm. things within the company? Mm, okay, so um, this actually starts with the first I Academy show. Okay. So what happened there <laughs> this was, was late 2015. I think? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. So Owell talked to me and Mao, and he was like, "Do you guys want to help to film on the show?" And then our reply to him was. Uh, we would rather continue to be fans at the show. Like, do the work before the show and then enjoy enjoy the show being there. Okay, okay. And then what happened was uh, Ma wasn't able to go to mm-hmm. that show. So it was just me there. And so I just brought my camera. And then I decided to ask the current, uh, the media guys at the time. Okay, okay. Yeah, there, there was a media group at the time helping out. So I asked them um, if they would need some help. So I just shot a bit with them. And then I guess it gets addicting from there. Mm-hmm. Especially because you get to view everything up close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best so, seats in the house. Yeah. So, uh, how long did that take? Because uh, that's what, December 2015. Mm-hmm. When does that lead to you guys just being the video guys, not, mm-hmm. you know, from, from designing posters yeah, to I being think, the video guys? I, I think that after the Revo X 2015, 16, um, the current media guys just started not showing up. Ah, I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so do yeah. I. So do <laughs> I. And, and they, yeah, stopped, yeah. they stopped giving the footage that they right. would shoot that yes. we've been waiting for since 2016. <laughs> so uh, Matt and I just decided t- to take it upon ourselves that, you know, we love the work and we're, we're doing a good job. So we're just going to keep committing to faithfully doing this, you know, yeah. and not just uh, seeing it as us shooting the footage, but then also being the guys that are responsible for uploading it the day after so that the whole roster can watch it back. But shooting the footage or shooting wrestling in general is not something that you can just pick up. wrestling seven hours a week. camera angle. So how do you guys pick up that skill to uh, have the right angle, the right shot, uh, follow a wrestler around during his entrance mm-hmm. and get that right angle? Well, honestly, it's um, well a lot of it was trial and error, like um, especially for the the matches that I edit now because I edit the full match Fridays. So when I edit the old stuff, yeah, like sometimes I cringe at our camera angles. <laughs> like there are sometimes that me and Mao end up on the same side of the ring, and I'm like, yeah. oh, why did we get the same angle? Mm-hmm. But uh, we just learned from <coughs> editing basically that oh, if, make sure we're not shooting from the same mm-hmm. side, and then from there you start to take note like oh, when WWE shoots. How do they shoot a tag match? Mm-hmm. Because you know the wrestlers are covering your corner. So how do you shoot yeah. a tag match? And then after a while, you start to wonder how do other wrestling companies shoot? How does New Japan yep. shoot? How does um, cameras that can't do a quick zoom? Because WWE uses a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you don't have that capability, how do you do it? So study footage. Yeah. My going to see there. Kevin Dunn. No, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. glad <laughs> that you guys managed to study to study footage the same way I'm guessing wrestlers study yeah. footage because. Uh, before you guys came on, uh, some other media organizations tried to shoot us, mm-hmm. yeah. and they didn't know how. 
Mm-hmm. So I guess I appreciate that you took the time mm-hmm. to figure out exactly how it was being done in actual wrestling companies, in major league wrestling companies, mm-hmm. and translating it to get the footage we have now. Sino yung pinakamalaking influence sa inyo in terms of shooting wrestling? Like which company or which show? Because I think uh, NXT, for example, is shot pretty differently from yeah. Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. If it's a matalas sa ganun. So which show or which promotion do you get the most mm-hmm. influence from? Well, for um, the way we shoot actual matches, is a, a lot is sort of like WWE. I mean, in terms of the way that we... Uh, we watch where the cameramen stand. Mm-hmm. How do they not get in the way of the audience or get in the way of the the hard cam? Things like that. But in terms of uh, one of my biggest inspirations is New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yes. How they make moments with their camera angles. You know, like when Okada does his, his rainmaker, rain it Zoom zooms outs. out. Things like that. So we picked up on giving certain wrestlers signature camera angles. So. Um, when the Yolo twins enter and then they hit their pose, yeah. the camera sort of twists in, yeah. twists in to that. To that. Ah, then, yeah, I, yeah, see, yeah, I see the NJPW there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So we like to find those signature moments that we can enhance with our camera work. Yeah. And um, actually, in a sort of opposite way, we kind of avoid some of the stuff that WWE does mm-hmm. okay. because they use a lot of um, zooming in and zooming out mm-hmm. yeah. to the yes. point that sometimes you can't see the move that the wrestler is doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, sayang naman yung move kasi like they really do it well but then you can't see it because of the too much movement mm-hmm. with the cameras. Actually, hindi ko napapansin. I'm not sure if if Camus were here, I'd probably ask him if anybody from from the roster from the performers would notice yung signature camera angles. Maybe the YOLO twins because mm. obviously but yeah, like yeah, yeah. whenever the MSG entrance happens, I don't notice mm-hmm. if you guys have a signature shot that you're looking Fishing for. Put the- <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's, that's the thing. I, I'm not Do sure if anybody one? actually notices. No, I, I wouldn't know if we had one <laughs> well, because actually, I, I don't really no, backwatch. No. The, the people who would have signature uh, camera angles are the people who do their entrances exactly the same every ah, time. Right, right, right. Like, for example, ah. Quattro, when he enters, he's kneeling down. Yeah. So, like, we know the shots to hit on that. Yeah. So, if right. they do their entrance the same every time, then they, most yeah. likely they will have or a crystal uh, with uh, her uh, split. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the same exact movement every time. Smart. All right. Can, uh, can a wrestler, like, talk to you guys before, uh, before the show starts and then tell you, now, okay, we want a certain angle when I do this in the entrance or when I do this in a match yeah definitely there have been times where like wrestlers just give us a heads up like hey there's gonna be a big spot yeah make sure that you're on your toes to get it All so right. yeah yeah have you guys ever uh, had had to be in a position na um, hindi nyo alam na may mangyayari and then a big moment happens and you miss it has yeah. that ever happened? And then you really kick yourself after for <laughs> missing that. Um, a lot of that that we miss is with the YOLO twins. Okay. <laughs> they move so fast. Yeah, yeah. They do. Like one dives out of one side of the ring and the other is doing a moonsault out of the other side of the ring. So you're like, oh man, that was, you know, some things you do miss. That's yeah. why you have three cameras now. Yeah. 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 Like recently at the homecoming show, Matt and I weren't, we weren't with ringside, but we were just in the audience and we were shooting clips. Both of us missed Jeff Cobb's standing moonsault. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yes. no. That was out of nowhere. Uh-huh. It's true. It was yeah. out of nowhere. So there are times that we miss stuff, but that's why we uh, cut the ring in half. Yeah. So that both like of us are sure. Team. Yeah. Yeah. That w- that's what we always say we're a tag team in terms of shooting. Yeah. So that we both make sure that we're we've covered all sides. So if one person misses something, hopefully the other one got it. You mentioned the third camera operator. Would you like mm-hmm. to uh, at least mention her? Well, uh, yeah. The um, th- third camera operator is Hazel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
she started working with us just this year actually as yeah. the third camera operator. So for the longest time we would have young boys do the third camera. So like um Kendrick. Yeah. Kendrick from the Kaka Ibros. For the longest time he was our guy on the hard cam. Oh, was and he? Then, yeah, for also, a long time. Evan Carlo. Yeah, alam ko, he Evan also Carlo. handled yeah. that. Yeah, and social media. He did social media. So, so there are some times that we feel bad in a certain way when the boot camper graduates because <laughs> we're like, oh, you were doing well in the hard cam and then now we need to find someone new. Yeah. <laughs> but Same thing goes for the social media person. Mm-hmm. You know, usually we have Brylums on, on uh, social yeah. media. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. And then we we'll usually have like one more other person who's usually a young boy. And then when they graduate, it's like, no, we got to find another person, you know. I remember. I remember going up to you guys like uh, the the handful of times I've had to jump off the top rope mm-hmm. to tell you guys okay yeah. capture this yeah, this yeah, part yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. do other people do that yeah to tell you spots beforehand uh, how, how do you feel spots, about how do you yeah. feel about knowing these spots beforehand though? Or, or would you rather not know and just be unspoiled oh, if you this miss is, it this is for the whole roster guys <laughs> well I'd like to be unspoiled because <laughs> I, I love <laughs> I love marking out yeah it's true. so like when when people tell me that spots are coming up it's like. Okay, you so know, a, a piece of you dies inside <laughs> a bit, a bit. But then at the same time, I know it's my job, so it's part of the job. How about you, Matt? Um, for me, I don't really mind spots, but um, I was, as much as possible, I don't want to be spoiled with results. Like okay. who would win a match or what? Um, actually, Red was telling us one time that he's so amazed at how we mark out without having our camera shake. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. If, if you I watch us, <laughs> uh huh. We have mastered the art of marking out with steady hands <laughs> <laughs> and without actually screaming. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know you can't you can't shout yeah, while you have a camera. Say you, it's gonna pick, get picked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe pick up. Uh. Yeah. How how do you guys keep yung? I'm not sure if it's like uh, if the right word is integrity of of the camera or the cell phone. Sure. Si antagal na tumatakbo, eh, de ba? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hindi pa siya nag overheat. Hindi pa kaya nabuo sa memory. How do you prepare your devices? Oh, yeah. What is the yeah. ritual? Kumbaga? Okay, so before we started off shooting with cell phones. Well, before that, actually, we had one DSLR, but then the problem there was the battery life was too short, so yeah. we switched yeah. to we, cell we phones. Switched to cell phones. That way, halfway through the show, we could plug in a power bank. Okay. And our phone would last the whole show. The problem was overheating. So my yeah. phone would overheat towards the main event, and which die. was really bad, <laughs> and die. So um, after that, uh, we decided to invest in better cameras. So we both got a Canon G7X Mark II. So tigisan na kayo? Yeah. It started with Matt, and then I was shooting with my phone, which had a wide-angle camera. So at least we had two different you know, angles. But then we decided to both get the same camera. That way the footage, uh, everything looks the same. Um, and yeah, that camera, like one reason why we got it is because we know that vloggers use it a lot and vloggers shoot like a lot during the so day. So much content. Those yeah. guys who shoot uh, daily vlogs, mm. right? So we're like, if I shoot four hours in a month, that's nothing compared to like doing a daily vlog, Got right? Out. So the lifetime uh, span of the camera won't go down. Mm. Okay. Um, so wala pa namang instance na during a show na matayan kayo like it, the phone wouldn't restart or oh, we've, we've actually had quite na. a few yeah. of those I think, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's happened before and I think uh, we can mention that's how how Chai got involved yeah okay. you yeah, want to tell that yeah, talk about okay, Chai yeah. so um, speaking of overheating phones it was during the hottest show of PWR oh. ever. Oh boy. Uh, the Photon Show. <laughs> yeah. Na so, yeah, <laughs> na was, that was the one where you can't blame the phone for overheating. Oh, right? naman. oh so, na overheat. I think even Chino Liao would have overheated. <laughs> Wasn't he there? No. I don't remember. Yeah, anyway. yeah, so anyway, Mao's phone overheated. And then that time, um, we had a small like action cam, something like a GoPro, but it's called an SJ cam. Okay. So Chai had it in the crowd. 
Chai is your fiance. Yes, Chai is my fiance. Right here, mm-hmm. sitting beside you. So um, she was in the crowd, and then I, Ma was signaling to me that his phone was not working. Yeah. So then I just told her, "Take your camera and come here inside." Wow. <laughs> I was because this is during the main event. This was um, Panzer versus Sebastian, two out of three falls. Yes. So I was like, "Okay, just take your camera, go ringside and shoot." So no briefing or anything. <laughs> she just stands up and goes ringside, and she's like looking at me like, "Is this okay? Is this not okay?" And then there's like this time where she tried to stick her camera into the ring, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no don't do that." <laughs> you want to lose your camera? <laughs> risky, but like, yeah, props to her for just like going for it. So after that, we realized that it is good to have other people ready yep. in case something happens. Yeah, and actually right now, Chai is super helpful because she, she stays and she helps shoot some slow-mo videos on the side. Mm. But she's also right now our runner. So okay. like when my battery's dying or one of our batteries are dying, we can signal to her that my battery's dying and then we switch off. So she gives us a brand new battery and then we hand off the dying battery for her to run backstage and charge it. Wow. That way we always have fresh batteries going. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's parang, been super helpful. Parang team na rin kayo essentially. Like yeah. you've got your starting lineup and then you've got your six man. Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. So actually our media team has grown a lot. So we, on the day, there's me and Mao, there's Chai, there's Hazel on the third cam. Hey. And then we have um, Super P. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's doing the social media for us. And um, when the I think we can, I think we can and, uh, refer to her by her her interviewer her name, regular sure, P. yeah, regular P. <laughs> 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 so yeah, she's doing social media for us when um, Brian Lumanog's not there or when Keaton is not there. But yeah, we got a lot of guys now uh, for the media team, so it's super helpful. Mm-hmm. And we even have um, shout out to Kevin Cachuela who yeah. is helping hey. us with the graphics. Aftershocks. Yeah, and also the aftershocks. So he shoots the aftershocks. He also helps us now with the graphics, like mm-hmm. match cards. Mm-hmm. And he's actually uh, headed the, the creative design for the latest Vendetta. Here's a question. Um, you know, we get a lot of inquiries on the PWR page for how do we get involved. So let's say somebody wants to get involved as part of the media team. Is that something that you guys are open to entertaining? Actually, we talk about that when those messages come in. Um, I think what we would like to see first is commitment. Okay. So, like, if you've never seen a show, don't volunteer to help yet. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, man. Oh, no, Know the product before you volunteer to help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. From what you've seen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I, I mean, like, mas marami yung how do I apply, how to be a wrestler, yeah. Yeah. all no, no, that shit. I mean, shit. like, yeah, when people ask to be... Uh, Part of the team, right? Do they do they say na? Oh, I've never actually seen a PWR show before. I uh, know, naman, not necessarily. Uh, naman. Yeah, but yeah. malalaman mo rin eventually. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, so actually, like why we uh, quickly brought Kevin on board was because he was the one who was making the uh, roster for the W2K games. Yeah, yeah for 2K19. Yeah, so he was really into that, and then before he was even helping us out, he would message me personally and be like, "Could you help me with this?" Could I get the logo of this wrestler? Because I just want to use it for the the video game, game yeah. and stuff. So and he joined boot camp. He was in boot camp for, right. for a, a one bit. Week. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, for one week. Yeah, so yeah, yeah at least he tried. Right? Yeah, so yeah, he tried. Props to him. Props to him. Yeah. So I told him to, come, to keep coming back and come back. Pero di pa siya bubbling. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so what we saw in him was sort of like how Matt and I started out, where we just wanted to do more for the company or for for PWR, just to bring it out there. Uh, so that's why we were able to bring him on board really quick. 
How do you guys feel about yung mentality na um, I'm not a wrestler, pero I have value to the company? Or like the outsider's view na you're not a wrestler, therefore you don't have value to the company. Because um, from my experience, I've actually been told that. Like mm. you don't have the same level, you don't deserve the same level of respect as the boys because you don't take a bump. So for you guys who are part of the company, you're essentially part of the locker room uh, at, at this point. Yeah, yeah. How does that sentiment make you guys feel? Mao, you want to go first? Well, for me, it's sort of like, you know, the wrestlers do all the work and take all the bumps. But if it doesn't look good on camera, then it's not going to look good to the world. So That's true. essentially, um, the wrestlers are doing their part. But if we don't do our part well, you know, it's not going to be appreciated as much outside of the actual shows. So that's where I see the, our value um, in the locker room. And actually, I think it's also because the boys in the back really show their appreciation to us. So like when they see us, they, they uh, treat us really as, you know, one of the boys in the locker room. It's not like, oh, you guys are just the media and you're not the wrestlers. So knowing that we have their respect and they're like family to us, it doesn't matter what outsiders say because we know that, you know, we know, we know our place. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any any behind the scenes stories? I mean, I mean, you're literally behind the scenes, uh, uh. but do you guys have some some uh, points of your insights on the roster? Like, sino yung mga mahilig magpost talaga kapag shoot? Sino yung mga madaling ishoot? Sino yung mga uh, ang hirap i-direct? Meron ba mga ganun wow. sa PWR? Wow. People <laughs> well, actually, Matt throwing, can answer yeah, this. Wow, throwing people under the bus. <laughs> Matt well, usually handles the photo shoots. Yeah, so I do okay. photo shoots for the, the pictures for the match cards. Um, the people who pose really well is like Crystal. She really knows what she's doing. She's a model. So her, yeah. <laughs> like when I tell her pose, she got like a bunch of poses ready. I would be surprised if she didn't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Red. Red really gets into <laughs> it. Once he gets going, you can't stop him. But there are some other guys like, for example, um, like AB3. Uh-huh. I'm not singling you out. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. but Because like there's times like, you know, he has his when he was in the network yeah and then now that he's in the end game he was like so you can't do the network pose anymore so sometimes we brainstorm yeah so like that I would talk to him like oh why don't you try this why don't you try this so it depends also with their gimmick <laughs> like if they know that their gimmick has a pose or not have you ever had a wrestler na wala siyang pose and then because you collaborated sa shoot biglang uy yun na may hand gesture na oh may pose na well not so much of hand gesture but I would say one is um Ken Warren. Okay. Because, okay, if you know Ken Warren in real life, he is like the most OC guy ever. Oof. Like, if he has a picture and then, Oof. like, one of his hair is out of the way, he's like, oh, it's not right, it's not right. And he tries a whole bunch of poses, but we found a few that work for him. Okay. So uh, we go back to those poses. All right. I- I'm glad that at least he, uh, attention to detail niya is consistent when it comes to both telling stories <laughs> yeah. and actually getting his yeah. photos right. Maybe so. that is actually a diagnosis of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I wouldn't know. I- I'm not a psychologist. Sino pa yung mga, sino pa yung mga, meron kayong fun stories of shooting? Or, you know, not so fun stories of shooting? Like, mm-hmm. if, if it's not, uh, a not-so-fun story, you can choose to not th- uh, get that person's name out there. Uh, fun story of shooting. Well, actually, in the photo shoots, uh, pretty chill. Not, yeah. not really much happens there. But I would say a fun story shooting ringside was um, the match of Cuatro and, and Supremo. Okay. okay. Revo X 2018. Yeah. Because when the match started, there was like this drop kick right away. And so Supremo fell down into the corner and his hand went out of the ring and knocked my phone out of my uh, out of my hands 
So that was the first time that my camera took a bump. Wow. So <laughs> it's it's recorded. It's all recorded. So some of you might have seen the footage of the camera going down. But those are sometimes that it's it's kind of a wake up call too. Like you know we're not in the ring, but we still got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the the great thing is when you're so close to the action, sometimes you get involved in the action. <laughs> um, so the 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 one time that I think Mike Madrigal was having a, a match. And it started out, he swung a, a kendo stick and he like threw it and it bounced on a rope and it bounced on my head. <laughs> and if I you know kendo this. sticks, yeah, they, they make really stiff, loud uh, sounds. Yeah. So it hit my head and I was like, I was just shocked, right? And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I saw the crowd was like looking at me and I was like, I can't no sell this because that's going <laughs> to ruin the match, you know? So then I, I, I like, Ended up falling over and bots ran to me and they escorted me to the side and I had to stay there for like <laughs> I think five I remember minutes. This. Yeah. I remember this fight. So like, that was one of the, the highlights of my shooting. <laughs> Your first bump. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had to interact with anyone in kayfabe? Like, uh, you, you know how sometimes nasa daan din kayo ng mga nag entrance right? Like, has anyone tried to like push you out or, or something? Yeah, well, um, mostly YOLO twins. They're the ones who are very aggressive with the camera. Like they will shout all this kind of stuff at you. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, there was one part. time that uh, John Sebastian took my camera from my hand, and then he like pointed at himself and did like a vlog as he walked around the ring. And I was like super scared for my camera at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and but then thankfully, he, he gave it to a young boy. No, young no, he gave oh. it to me. Oh, okay. So I held both cameras. I had know what to do. I didn't know what to do, and the crowd chanted. Dual wield <laughs> or, or dual wielding, something like that. And then I didn't know what to do, so the young boy returned the camera to Mo. Okay. Um, we were talking about uh, how this interview would go uh, a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, and and um, I'm not sure if it was Matt or Mao who had a Yusuf story. <laughs> and it's, it's become a semi-tradition here on the podcast to shit on Yusuf, basically, because he's a piece of shit. So have at it, boys. <laughs> Where do we begin? <laughs> <laughs> so back in those days when um, he would basically keep us in the dark about stuff. So he would just message like really late at night, like 11 p.m. or something. Guys, once you see that guys, you know, okay, this is it. This is it. Something's going to come up. So then he would tell us sometimes like, oh, we have this provincial show. Oh, boy. Or whatever. And yeah. then um, a lot of weird requests. Like there was this one. With the government officials. Okay. Ah, yes. And so he sent us this picture with like all the government officials wearing green shirts. And he was like, we need all the shirts to now be orange. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and this is the weird thing. They, the government officials needed to be on the poster. I don't know why their faces needed to be on the mm-hmm. PWR poster. Eh, mga padrino na PWR. Client, client. There was other things like, for example, we had this show in the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't remember which show it was. Paranyake ba to? I think so. Yeah, April yeah, yeah. 2016. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Road and to then, Revo X. And then he messages us like, all the wrestlers featured on the poster should be the wrestlers who live in the South. I'm like, nobody really knows where the wrestlers live. Like, if you put a wrestler from the South, no one's going to be like, oh, that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So things like that. Like, and it was, it was really difficult during that time because he was like, 
had all the creative control over what we do. So he kept telling us like, oh, we need more wrestlers on the posters. The the royal flush always has to be in the center, oh you know. So God. he would he would yeah. he, he would want us to cram in so many people. He'd be like, okay, we have to have, um, sorry, <laughs> we have to have like put put a girl on the poster. So we have to put Crystal there. We have to put um, all the people from the south there. We have to put um, <laughs> the we have to put Sandata there because he has a mask. We have to put. So it ended up that almost every show had like almost the whole roster. So, so that, that was really difficult. Like the super indie posters. Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes stories you guys have of you know, um, you guys just being uh, unnecessarily pressured <laughs> or overworked by a guy who doesn't know shit about <laughs> art design. Yeah. So um, other some other weird requests would be like to Photoshop his fats on his sides to be smaller. Wow. <laughs> Sir. This is legit. So legit every every show every we would show. have to like morph the photo a bit just Shit, to wait now I'm gonna look I'm gonna have to look that up plastic surgery company or some shit yeah so we would have to do a lot of that and then like he'd always say make me and Max bigger so he look bigger so we had to make him extra big on the photos on the okay. posters yeah so if you notice those times like almost the whole roster was on every poster and then when the whole thing happened when he left the company, when mm. he wasn't president, yep. you could kind of see how we rebelled in terms yeah. of design. Oh, the oh. first show after that was um, just John Sebastian sitting with a hood over his head. Yeah. And he was in a prison. We were like, just John Sebastian, that's it. No more mm. other people on the poster. <laughs> How, how would you guys do it? Like, would you uh, would you pull in the talent? Like, say, oh, uh, John Sebastian, magpost ka na parang ganito? Because I've always wondered how you guys did those solo posters. Yeah, with the solar post, solo posters, we would talk about it beforehand. Like, if we want a certain guy to be the uh, main face for that Poster show. boy. Or yeah, poster the poster girl. boy. The poster mm-hmm. boy. Of course, we get it approved first with the creative group. And then after that, we would just talk to them before the show. Yeah. Like, we'll have a photo shoot of them, not against a white background, like in a certain setting. Mm-hmm. Like, where would you guys do it? Well, well, one one example was Mike Madrigal for uh, Shake, Rassle, and Roll. Yeah. So that one, we just did a photo shoot in the ring. Okay. So while we had all of the really nice lights, uh, the ring lights, you know, so stuff like that. All right. Uh, what um, like, uh, how how else did things begin to change after mm-hmm. that uh, that regime? Um, well, I guess a lot. Well, in terms of the whole company, transparency. Okay, right, transparency yeah. and also giving creative control to people mm-hmm. instead of keeping it all for the leadership. Right? So same thing happened with the marketing, with the graphics, with the design that they would just tell us, okay, we trust you guys. Uh, we need a poster for blank. So we'll just come up with it and then they'll say, oh, we love this and that's it. Instead of giving like, oh, sorry. Instead of giving like uh, a thousand uh, requests on what should it look like or what. Yeah, and then it also got really efficient with the way that we work so we kind of got into a a good rhythm um, on how to do things so usually we have the event coming up and then uh, usually we'd ask creative uh, who would you want featured on the poster or what what would you if you have any suggestions of who should be featured so then we would uh, choose that person and then either Matt or me would take lead for that show so usually we alternate shows um, who takes lead for the main design so the person taking lead will make the poster design. From that, the other person is going to take that design and apply it to match cards. Mm. And then from there, we work on on everything else. Have you guys ever pitched a design uh, you really felt strongly about and then got vetoed? 
For me, none. How about you, Mo? For me, um, Revo X this Which year, one? 2019. Okay. So I really, I fell in love with my design. But we we sent them, we pitched them all, and Matt's design was chosen. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'd like to say that my design was repurposed for Homecoming. Oh. Ah, okay. So the Homecoming poster was originally um, the poster for uh, Revo X. Of course, just with different wrestlers on yeah, it. It's an but, awesome poster. Yeah, that design. <laughs> Have you guys ever had uh, a poster boy or poster girl or a poster group na pinitch ninyo and then ganun din na veto din? Actually, so far, wala pa naman. Because usually we ask booking first. Mm-hmm. Like, where is the story going? So who needs to be on the front? Uh-huh. But actually, I have a funny story about uh, not wanting to be spoiled about the results. Okay. okay. So there was this one show. It was um, Terminus. So it was, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that was the only one left. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so it was John Sebastian versus Ralphie Mabayashi. Winner would fight uh, Brian Leo for the championship. So it was number one contender. Yeah, we didn't know who was gonna win, but we wanted to prepare the poster ahead of time for Terminus. So we made the poster with both of them, like an alternate, one with John Sebastian, one with Ralphie Mabayashi. So we were ready, like whichever person wins, we'll put, push through with it. There was another one this year. Path of Gold. We really didn't know who it was gonna who was gonna win, although we could ask. I yeah. didn't want to. Yeah. So I was just thinking one day. I was like, "Who's gonna win? I think Vlad is gonna win. I think Vlad will go for PHX, so he'll win Path of Gold." So I made a poster with Vlad, and then Quattro won. So I was like, "Okay, scrap that. Totally scrap that." But yeah, there's some designs that we come up with, and then if you know, creative doesn't go that way. It's our fault for not wanting to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so until now, that rule is still there. Now you guys don't want to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to, but there are some times that you know, in for professionalism's sake, you need to know what's going to yeah, happen, uh, right? Yeah, but I that. Was there? Uh, oh, I see. A, a new match na pinaka na pikon kayo na spoil kayo because you really <laughs> didn't want to be spoiled. For me, it was uh, the PWR Championship match at Homecoming. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So we were having a meeting before, like a week before the show. Yeah. And we were planning out, like, um, the logistics of where the camera guys are going to go and stuff. And then we talked about, and then they brought up, like, oh, but then what are we going to do with Stoff's motorcycle? And yeah. And they were like, just leave it on the side because after you, you win, you can just ride it out. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I think you guys have to embrace uh, the fact that you have to know yeah. eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have to know certain things. I mean, like, um, I'm with you. I actually sympathize because uh, there are certain matches. Now, I don't want to spoil Like, JDL versus TJP. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to get spoiled. And then I got the show notes because I was doing commentary. And I wasn't even going to do the second half. I was planning to watch it in the audience like uh-huh. everybody else. But because I had to go over the entire fucking notes. Oh, Benasa. <laughs> well, I had to because I was being a pro. I <laughs> TJP. Oh, it's like, oh, oh crap. Man. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I sympathize with you guys on that, mm-hmm. uh, on that level. Um, now that you guys are what four plus years into yep. your stint as yeah. the media guys of PWR, are there certain things na nasa to do list in your or bucket list in you? Actually, there's been a lot on my bucket list, and it's just been coming true mm-hmm. um, ever since homecoming. Like what? So, like we've always said, homecoming is the first step, right? We always talk about that homecoming is the first step, and I didn't know that it would also apply to my own personal bucket list. Mm-hmm. So, actually, it started with. Um, Right before homecoming, I got contacted by Andrew Carter. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's the guy, the Australian who mm-hmm. fought mm-hmm. Quattro. And um, he asked me to do a shirt design for him and Chris Target. So I came up with a shirt design for that. And then after homecoming, he messages me that 
he's going to be wrestling in Korea. So cool. the company there is called PWS, Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Society. Society. So then um, he shows some of my graphics to the head promoter of Pro Wrestling Society who contacts me and wants me to do some graphic work with their company as well. Wow. So that happened. And this is the American guy? Um, no, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but in PWS, well, that's where Eric Walker wrestled, right? Yeah, yeah. Or wrestles. Uh, yes. Well, Eric Walker wrestle, goes uh, around the world. Mm. So, <laughs> But anyway, um, we also have some things in the work with, possibly with MyPW. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, a lot has happened after homecoming and yeah. you're getting paid for this right yes, yes. okay yes, yes. I'm, ama- I'm amazed that you managed to beat other wrestlers in being international all yeah. right <laughs> so like for for other other wrestlers who get to like wrestle internationally um that's like such a big deal for them and then that's the equivalent for us like like getting to work with wrestling companies in other countries or wrestlers from other countries um yeah that's it's like a dream for us to be expanding, you know, even beyond PWR. Yeah, go go expand that portfolio. I mean, uh, as an observer, my wish or my goal for the two of you is for uh, pro wrestling tees to reach out to you guys or, you know, the people at Chalkline and WWE to get yeah, your designs yeah. on people like Rey Mysterio and Sasha Banks. Yep. So we've actually also talked with like Jeff Cobb and TJP. So, you know, you never know if anything's going to happen in the future. Yeah. So, so actually, a- recently... Um, ever since everything was blowing up after homecoming, I talked with Matt uh, one night, and I was just like, you know what? We're getting, you know, there's so many other companies and wrestlers messaging us now for like to help with graphic design and stuff. And I was like, you know, we should kind of put together something where that we can market out to different companies. So we actually decided to set up a page. So, so actually, we've I, we feel like All we've right. come full circle because we started out as the PW artists. And then now we've just set up our brand new page. It's called Pro Wrestling Artists. Okay. So it's also PW Artists, right? Art, uh, But yeah. the, uh, the page is called Pro Wrestling Artists. And um, this is where we're going to be putting together all of our work, mm-hmm. uh, like Mao's portfolio and my portfolio together for people to see. All right. And where can people find it? On Facebook at Pro Wrestling Artists. Go get yourselves an Instagram. Yeah. I think we've already got the Instagram also. All right, we're all right. we're just working, populating it with our portfolio. Yeah. Wonderful. And if anybody wants to hit you guys up for other commissioned work outside of wrestling, is that so- something you guys would be open to? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We do. Um, I've done like um, booklet layouts for like Bible study material and stuff. So yeah, I do stuff outside of wrestling as well. Yeah, so Matt and I still have our own freelance going, our own separate freelance graphic design work. Um, but then we just decided to come together for the the wrestling, yeah. wrestling stuff because that's a really niche uh, market. Mm-hmm. So if people want to hit us up for other random graphic designs, you know, we're still we're still doing that. Kahit na para sa mga lamay na merong blue background. Actually, believe it or not, I've done some of those. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> some people ask to do that. Some people ask for that ironically. Yeah. Is this a story you'd like to tell? Because like, I, I just threw it out there as a joke, not knowing well, that there was um, a request. Because there's a, there's a website called mm-hmm. Fiverr. Okay. So it's like you just basically, um, it's based in US. Mm-hmm. So basically you do anything for $5. Okay. okay. So I just do photo edits. So there's this, like, I don't know, funeral home in the US. <laughs> so there was this time that, like, every week they send me, okay, this person died, so this is the name. <laughs> so I have this template of a banner. <laughs> and then after, after a few months, like a few months of regular work, he stopped sending work. 
Wow. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if it's good or not. Like, did people stop dying? Is that good? <laughs> or Yeah, or are I don't know. Dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so obviously you guys have you know, um, expanded the, the portfolio. It's turning into a business little by little. Yeah. And it, it's all because of wrestling. Mm. Right? It, it, it's amazing how uh, wrestling does just bring people together. It also yep. opens doors for you guys. Yeah. So um, wh- what, what is next for the Del Rosario brothers then? Aside from uh, pro wrestling artists and aside from the work that you guys do for PWR. Actually, I think what's next is just to continue to follow our passion, mm-hmm. right? Because it's gotten us this far, right? Um, keep on doing what we love and using our work to help other people, right? It's not totally for us. When we design stuff for wrestling, it's not like because we want the money, yeah. right? We're designing it because we want wrestling to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this saying that people say that um, wrestling doesn't, owe you anything mm-hmm. right you yep. owe everything to wrestling and I feel that right wrestling has given me a lot mm-hmm. so it's it's all about putting people over <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a question though uh, what about people who are like you how you were guys how you were once before uh, people who wanted to get involved in the wrestling business whether it's in PWR or wherever else and uh, they're not necessarily looking to become wrestlers what would you uh, give uh, what kind of advice would you give to them for me, we just stay passionate. Okay. Stay passionate about wrestling. Do what you can to help the business, to help the company. Uh, whether or not there's a company that's uh, paying you or not, uh-huh. like just give everything for it. Like I said, we started out just wanting to be the best fans, and this is where it took us. So just keep keep being passionate about it and keep putting out your work, and keep on being consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the key in any any business you do. Right? Keep on being consistent. All right. So if people want to get in touch with you guys, the Del Rosario Brothers, where can people find you on social media to check out the stuff that you do? Um, you can find me on Facebook at MapTheArtistOfficial. And you can find me on Instagram at Map.the.artist.official. That's incredibly long. <laughs> um, for me, you can just find me. Um, on Instagram at Maldel Rosario. <laughs> um, but you can also find me on YouTube at Unbox Everything Philippines, which is my YouTube channel where I do product unboxings. Uh, so you can find me there as well. And uh, Mao is spelled M-A-O-W. Yep. Yeah, that's right. All right. Mao and Matt Del Rosario, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a very different interview than the ones, uh, the ones we're used to yeah. handling. Uh, it's also very unconventional how they even got here in the first <laughs> place. But we're glad we made it happen. So thank you guys for making time for the podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks again to Matt and Mao Del Rosario for swinging by We Remote Coworking Philippines, which is where we, uh, where we record the podcast. And thanks as well to our podcast network, Asia Family, for you know just giving us this platform to keep talking about wrestling for thinking Filipino wrestling fans, which Thank has been you. the vision since day one. And if you want to catch all of the podcasters under the umbrella of Podcast Network Asia, you can do that on October 30. We've got the podcast meetup happening here at 7 p.m. at uh, We Remote Coworking Philippines. So every show under the umbrella from the eavesdrop, Halo Halo Show, Hustle Share, 
everything in between. Kami. The Tayo. podcast, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, us, Cool Pals, and Kudazers, we're all going to be there and we'll get to hang out. And who knows? Maybe uh, we can uh, share a story or two which can help you on your own podcast journey as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going down. Um, for PWR, let's uh, talk about Vendetta as well. Yeah. Uh, it's happening on November 24. Tickets are already on sale. And while we don't have a lot of matches announced just yet, uh, let me just say that we're, we're planning to end the decade on a very high note as well. So you can get your tickets in advance over TicketToMe.net. Now, before we end the podcast, we have to end it the right way, and that is with our picks of the week. So would you like to start, Ro? Go on. All right. My pick of the week is from NXT this week. Your main event, the three-way between Roderick Strong, Keith Lee, and Dominic Dijakovic. That was a very crazy match. Um, I mean, I knew that Keith and uh, Dijakovic could go, but adding Roderick Strong in there as a third element going around and putting his feats of strength into it just added a, a different level of crazy to the match. That was the fact that um, for a while, I actually thought, that shit, is Roddy going to lose today? <laughs> so you know, they had me believing. And that it, you know that a match is really good when they can suspend your disbelief. So if you need a good 15-minute match to just get away from the world, you can watch that three-way. When is the next takeover? Is it on Survivor Series weekend? I'm guessing so. Because they don't have announce it. I actually well, like what... it should be now. I mean... Shouldn't they be announcing it now? No, next month pang ano eh, Survivor oh, Series. So they should be like that should be like already uh they should already bring it up because it's going to be what a few weeks until then. I guess. See what what they're doing now is they're doing things lucha underground style. Uh-huh. They're announcing things a week or two weeks in advance. Okay. So I actually like this move because it gives me something to look forward to. Like I know next week the Kabuki Warriors are defending their titles against Dakota Kai and Tiga Knox. Right. So um and I like that there's a specific segment with with Kathy Kelly in it where she actually plugs three matches for the following right. episode. Okay. So that's something they're doing differently from Raw and SmackDown. All right, my pick of the week is strangely, it's from Raw. It's the first Raw since the draft uh, last week, deba. Right? Yep. It's the first official Raw with the with the rosters officially split, except for Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, and all that. The pick is Seth Rollins versus Umberto Carrillo. No, how, uh, why am I not surprised? No, Nick, I say, all right, it's not the best match of the week. It's not, but you know, I gotta give love to my two hundred five boys and. It was, parang it was really good of Raw to make use of their actual draft picks, yeah. which is something you didn't really quite see on SmackDown last week. That's right, mm, uh, well, Clearly, because Raw is a three-hour show, and they actually had enough time to make use of all the guys they re- or not not them all, but most of the guys they picked. And I'm glad that it was to it was uh, Umberto. And I'm glad that Umberto himself made a really good use of his opportunity in a really great match against Seth. It's not the best match, but to me, I think it was representative of the kind of wrestling we should have seen more of on 205 Live. Like, it didn't have to be long. It was enough that it was a sprint, and it made both guys look good, especially Umberto. Which, by the way, did you know that people did not know who he was? What? There, there are some people who didn't know who he was. Talaga? Yeah, yeah. These people claim to watch WWE, but they didn't know who this guy who looked like a Power Ranger was doing backstage. It's very strange. Uh, uh, before we end the show, I wanted to shout out my girlfriend Murphy real quick. Uh, it was her first time yesterday to watch a WWE live event. I saw the stories, yeah. Uh, in Melbourne, Australia. And she said then, like the same, she had the same reaction we did when we saw WWE Live in Manila. Now, everything felt a little safe, 
a little too uh, just all right, you know. Yeah. And to me, that's uh, that proves why you gotta watch and support your local indie. Because these guys, your local indie, because they don't wrestle for many days a month, if you will. These guys will go all out, and they will give. They will put their bodies on the line to give you a really great show. They will work harder than the guys you see on TV sometimes, and they will just really uh, give you a better show than from your uh, main heroes on the major leagues. Yeah, this is not to take a shit on WWE. No, 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 not at all. Because it's also understandable. Because you know they they have their really tough schedules. Yep. They have to wrestle so many times a week. The travel. Yeah. So you got to understand that this is why they keep it safe. Yeah. And they and the crowds will pop just enough when uh, these guys do their thing in the ring. Because it's their real it's their real life heroes in front of them. But uh, because uh, your local indie doesn't have that same schedule, they will take more risks. They will go. Uh, they will do more things for you, and they will work harder for you. And if anything else, you know, now you're really doing your your part to support the local uh, wrestling industry. Uh, uh, whenever you go out and support your independent uh, circuits, mm. uh, for one thing, it's what will keep the business alive aside from yung monopoly ng WWE. Yeah. So it's really important. For another thing, you never know, uh, the people you watch at your local indie today could be the NXT or WWE uh-huh. superstars of tomorrow or AEW stars of uh-huh. tomorrow. Um, I, I long, for, uh, not long, um, I'm excited for the day when Jake DeLeon is on the WWE Network. play it safe. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, no, well, you know, it, it again, it's understandable that they do that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying, please, uh, no matter where you are, where you're listening from, uh, I hope that you do find time to catch a local mm. show. If not this month, then next month. Right, on that note, we're going to be ending the, uh, this episode of the podcast. We got to say thank you for always subscribing, hitting the download button, leaving a comment, leaving us a five-star rating. All of that really helps and goes a long, long way. Please help us keep climbing up the rankings, man. We made it to 145 this week, mm-hmm. and we need your help. So keep subscribing, yeah. keep leaving comments, keep sharing, keep telling people that we exist and keep putting us out there and if you have any feedback you want to send our way so many ways to do that on Facebook it is facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast that easy on mm-hmm. Twitter at wrestling 2 xpod yep. and individually it is at Gina Supersized at Caveman Camus at Rose War and at underscore Stan C yes sir on behalf of the Del Rosario brothers our guests and of the indisposed Camus and Chino <laughs> and of Ro who's right uh, right here across me my name is Stan C saying thank you very much and we'll catch you next week for another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Peace!